Tony. My, my, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that like, make you wonder how and why they even exist. But, but, but I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and t- t- tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Coven, Witchcraft Destroys Minds and Reaps Souls, from pioneers Black Sabbath started their legendary career in Birmingham, England in 1968. The band consisted of Ozzy Osbourne, Tony Iommi, Geezer Butler, and Bill Ward. With over 70 million albums sold, they're one of the most commercially successful heavy metal bands of all time. Black Sabbath had actually started under the name the Polka Tolk Blues Band before becoming Earth and then eventually settling on Black Sabbath in August of 1969. They came upon the name from the 1963 Boris Karloff film Black Sabbath. In a June 2002 interview with Ozzy Osbourne for nyrock.com, Ozzy said, quote, Right across the road from our rehearsal room was a cinema that showed mainly horror movies. One day I thought it seemed strange that a lot of people spend so much money to see scary movies. Nobody really wanted to listen to us, so we decided to play slightly scary music. We liked it. And yeah, that's how it all got started. That's the story of Black Sabbath. End quote. Black Sabbath's debut album would be released on Friday the 13th of February, 1970. They stood out with their horror-inspired lyrics and occult themes. In time, Ozzy Osbourne would become known as the Prince of Darkness. But they weren't the first band to use occult and or satanic themes in their music. The following is an MTV clip from 1986 with VJ Martha Quinn and Tony Iommi. Speaking of the early days of Black Sabbath, I found, I swear, the wildest thing. I'm shopping at an old record store. Oh, no. Oh, excuse me one second. This album called, did you ever see this album before? Coven? No. This is a Chicago band. You never saw this before? No. This album came out in 1969, played the Black Arts Festival up in Detroit, featuring a guitar player named... That's not the same one. No, Oz Osborne. <laughs> First track, first side. Oh my goodness me. It's called Black Sabbath. And this band is one of the first that did like satanic masses, black masses on record. This has no connection? Not at all. It's true. One year before Black Sabbath released their debut album, there was another Oz Osbourne performing a song called Black Sabbath. You may or may not have picked up on how uncomfortable Tony Iommi looks in this clip, He claims to be unfamiliar with Coven. But in this 2019 interview with Ghost Cult magazine, Coven singer Jinx Dawson tells a different story. Actually, we played one of our first shows with um, 
when we were in LA with Black Sabbath because Alice Cooper was supposed to be on the show and he couldn't do that day. So we did a show with Black Sabbath and the two Ozzy Osbournes met. <laughs> it was kind of interesting, you know. Coven was formed by then teenage singer Jinx Dawson, bassist Greg Oz Osborne, and drummer Steve Ross in 1967. They quickly made an impression with their stage show. It included a black mass and a roadie hanging on a cross that, by the end of the show, would be inverted. But it wasn't just about the theatrics. Jinx Dawson could sing. She had a background in classical music and opera. When she was just 13, she was given a scholarship to study opera. Around the same time, she was singing in a jazz band in Florida, while also getting into rock music. Coven's early shows would catch the eyes and ears of Bill Trott, a producer and record label executive. Trott began his career as a jazz saxophonist in the 40s and 50s before he co-founded Amboy Records in 1963, which would eventually turn into Dunwich Productions. After a few years, Dunwich would stop releasing their own records and focus on producing other artists and leasing the master recordings to other labels. Perhaps most notably, the Bill Trott produced 1967 single by the American breed, Bend Me, Shape Me. Dunwich Productions was named after the H.P. Lovecraft horror novella, The Dunwich Horror. In 1970, a film version of The Dunwich Horror was released, and it was meant to be the spiritual sequel to the film Black Sabbath. In 1969, Bill Trott and Dunwich Productions would produce Coven's first album after the band signed with Mercury Records. Trott would hire musician James Vincent to write, arrange, and co-produce the album. In his book, Space Traveler, A Musician's Odyssey, James Vincent referred to the album as a bizarre album project. In the book, he continues saying, Bill brought me a large box full of books about witchcraft and related subjects. He told me to read them and start writing some songs. Sometime before the sun came up, I had completely written all the material requested of me for the entire album. Coven also contributed four songs to the project. So, in 1969, Coven released Witchcraft Destroys Minds and Reaps Souls on Mercury Records. No, 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 no. no. Coven sounds like oven, man, and that's just, it doesn't work. The album begins with Black Sabbath, which, by the way, was the opening track on the self-titled Black Sabbath album as well. Though it's not the same song, it's just another coincidence? According to the legend known as the White Witch of Rose Hall, the spirit of Annie Palmer haunts the grounds of Rose Hall Plantation near Montego Bay, Jamaica. The story goes that when Annie Palmer's parents died of yellow fever, the nanny who adopted her taught her witchcraft and voodoo. Annie would eventually marry the owner of Rose Hall Plantation, John Palmer. Annie murdered Palmer along with two subsequent husbands and multiple plantation slaves, all before being murdered herself by a slave. 
Johnny Cash would release a song about the legend called The Ballad of Annie Palmer on his 1973 album, Any Old Wind That Blows. But in 1969, Coven recorded a song about the legend called White Witch of Rose Hall. In a 2017 NPR article, Jamie Ludwig wrote the following about singer Jinx Dawson's upbringing. Multiple generations of her relatives had been followers of the occult traditions of the left-hand path and involved with various secret societies. They passed their knowledge on to Dawson, who remained committed to those principles throughout her life. Thirteen cultists held a secret meeting Bringing powers of a darkness upon those who oppose them. The chief of the circle, known as Machias, drank the blood of a young baby offered unto him. They danced ecstatically, they orchid frantically. The demon had a risk. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So far, each song on the album has been written by James Vincent, credited here as Jim Donlinger. The next track, For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, was written by the three members of Coven, along with Dave Wilkerson, who was not in the band at the time, but he would eventually join. There isn't a lot of information about David Wilkerson out there, but I feel safe in assuming it's not the Christian evangelist David Wilkerson, not sure if this is just a coincidence or if perhaps a pseudonym for someone else. If you know, let me know. Side one closes with choke, thirst, die. Choke, choke, choke. Devils, we evoke. That's that. 
Side two begins with Wicked Woman, another song written by Coven with David Wilkerson. She cuts a man's heart, making you dash She blazes like wildfire, love turns into ashes. What she's doing to then? Oh, my, weeping and crying, her incantations resound. Aha, she crucifies him, yeah. Coven is also the first band to use the gesture sometimes known as the sign of the horns. It's formed by extending the index and pinky fingers while holding the middle and ring fingers down with the thumb. It's also sometimes called the metal sign or devil horns. According to the NPR piece by Jamie Ludwig, in 2017, Gene Simmons of KISS tried to trademark the gesture, making claims that he invented it. Jinx Dawson threatened to sue and said, quote, It was meant for all to do though it is legally grandfathered in to me for use in music by all the history. End quote. The album closes with Satanic Mass. It's a 13-minute track written by producer Bill Trott. The liner notes include a note about Satanic Mass that reads, Note, to the best of our knowledge, this is the first black mass to be recorded, either in written words or in audio. It is as authentic as hundreds of hours of research in every known source can make it. We do not recommend its use by anyone who has not thoroughly studied black magic, and is aware of the risks and dangers involved. For further information and source material, write, and then it gives an address. Satanic Mass is a full black mass. The double gatefold album jacket opens to display a picture of Jinx Dawson laying naked across a ritualistic altar surrounded by hooded members of the band and others, in addition to the full text of a black mass. Prepare to receive through me the benediction of our Lord Satan that you may be fitted to honor the Creator by the right symbolic of His work. Eva, Ave, Satanas, Vade Lilith, Vade Retropan, Deus Maledictus Est, Gloria Tibi, Domine Lucifere, Per Omnia Sacula Saculorum. The band would have some unfortunate timing with the release of this album. A wandering band of members of a so-called religious cult with a leader they call Jesus has had three of its followers arrested in the investigation of the murder of Sharon Tate and six others. Those arrested are two women and one man, and the Los Angeles police said they would ask murder indictments against several others. Five women are being held as material witnesses. After the Manson family murders in 1969, the following March... Esquire magazine published an article titled Evil Lurks in California. It would link counterculture interest in the occult to Charles Manson. It also mentioned this album. A photo even surfaced of Charles Manson holding a copy of the album. Soon after, the album was pulled. In 2021, Jinx Dawson told Loudwire.com, quote, 
you got to remember there were Manson murders. There was superstition. There were all sorts of really bad things going on about that. We had a very blasphemous then album. Of course now this is all just ubiquitous, but back then, people were scared. End quote. Coven would release two more albums for MGM and Buddha Records before breaking up in 1975. They would even have a top 40 hit in 1971 with the song One Tin Soldier when it was used as the theme song for the movie Billy Jack. Over the years, people started to find Coven, leading to the band reuniting in 2007 and still continuing on to this day, though Jinx Dawson is the only original member. In 2020, Real Gone Music reissued the album on vinyl, releasing what they called a Fire and Brimstone edition, which is on blue and orange swirl vinyl and the album is currently streaming on Spotify. The album's producer, Bill Trott, would continue working steadily until his death in 2014, perhaps most notably working with the band Styx, and in 1969, the same year that Coven's debut album was released, Trott produced an album for the ABC Saturday morning cartoon, The Hardy Boys, called Here Come the Hardy Boys. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. <laughs>